Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 5 of Cowboy Bebop. If you'd like to watch along, start watching now. Alright, so in this first scene here, it looks like we've got some kind of uh, contract signing going on. Probably between two crime organizations. It's to die for. That's a really loaded phrase. So he, he just mentions uh, the Red Dragons, and I seem to recall them being somewhat relevant. Alright, so they, they just made a uh, a deal, and then their friends got uh, blown up. Obviously things are uh, not going according to plan. Well, it looks like it just tore him apart. And the capo also mentioned Spike. This is where we first sort of get an allusion to uh, some of Spike's past. Because obviously he's, uh, he's pretty good with firearms and he's got some martial arts skills, but we don't really know what he's done besides being a bounty hunter. Not that his past has ever really come up so far, but, you know, we don't really know anything about it.
So th this whole subject about going after the bounty is causing some friction between Jet and Spike. It seems like everybody's in a really sour mood over this business. So Spike is definitely determined to go it alone if need be. So, per usual, Faye is sort of butting in, sticking her nose where it doesn't really belong. You know, it's been a while since I watched Cowboy Bebop, but I, I can say with pretty good certainty that she's probably going to get herself in some kind of lethal trouble. So it looks like Faye ended up attending like a, a classical music recital, I guess, or just the orchestra playing. You know, it seems like the sort of thing that uh, the Mafia would attend. Especially since it seemed like Mao Yinra was sort of like a high-class crime syndicate. You know, at least speaking stereotypically, that's the sort of thing they do.
Alright, so Faye's obviously gotten herself in more trouble than she was expecting. It's probably likely that uh, they, they weren't really expecting her. They were probably expecting someone else, but that she showed up is uh, not good. Spike once again shows off his talent for uh, pickpocketing things. So it looks like Spike is meeting up with an old acquaintance. It's interesting that she refers to him as being dead. And it will become even more interesting as we learn more about the plot. So it seems like that Mao Yinrai wasn't so much a bounty for Spike as he was an acquaintance or a friend or just somebody he knew. So this is more of a personal thing for him. Alright, so Faye's obviously in way over her head. Uh, the excrement has hit the fan, so to speak, for her. You know, almost as usual when you really get down to it. But hey, at least you get to watch the opera. So here we're sort of introduced to Vicious by name for the first time. Uh, he, he was the guy who that who was overseeing uh, Malian Ra have his throat sliced. So, obviously not a good dude. So it it seems like that Spike was actually presumed dead, literally. That's interesting. 
So it becomes more and more clear based on that conversation that uh, Spike and Mao were friends, or at least friendly. Spike clearly means business because he's, uh, he is gathering some serious firepower. Uh, per usual, Jet has a uh, a bead on the situation. So we get a little more expository dialogue where Jet talks about losing his arm and Spike's talking about he doesn't want to do this, but he has to do it because he owes a debt. It's really interesting stuff. And for a second there, Jet was almost inclined to leave her twisting in the wind. Can't say I blame him entirely, but... Gosh, Jet. So I think this sort of, uh... Ties in with that uh, that flashback or whatever it was from the first episode. That's kind of what it looks like with the church and the uh, the very drab muted color palette. So, clearly there's some familiarity between Spike and Vicious here. So, here we get some insight into their relationship. Apparently Mao Yin Ra was sort of like a... A mentor to Vicious, 
and Vicious uh, decided he had to die because he had lost his edge. Ironically, he wasn't Vicious enough for Vicious. And Vicious, uh, he judges Spike by the same standard. So I think this is the, the first time that we've really seen Spike wounded. Like, he, he took a shot to the midsection, but he's still going. Now that, that's a pretty good testament to how uh, how formidable Spike really is. Clearly wounded though he is, he still managed to kill quite a few people. And by and large, he's avoiding Vicious's sword. I imagine that can't be an easy thing to do with the bullet wound in the torso. So Vicious has kind of given Spike that whole you and I aren't so different speech. Well, Spike pulls a little, a little fast one on Vicious. Spike gets hurled out the window, but he popped a grenade and dropped it back through. Alright, so watching this sequence here, it seems like this church... Maybe it's the same church from the flashback, but this isn't the flashback in and of itself. We're getting sort of more context. There's a woman, and she's tearing up a piece of paper and letting the pieces drift in the wind. And it seems like Vicious and Spike were at one point friends, or at least comrades, working towards the same end. I guess it's pretty safe to say that if Mao Yinra took in Vicious, he probably took in Spike as well.
So now we're getting a longer and more detailed flashback about that woman. It's obvious that she's important, and she was sort of uh, humming a tune which, uh... Now, I assume Faye is humming. And this sort of... Sort of two parallels where Spike gets, uh... Injured in a church. Wakes up covered in bandages to a woman singing. The juxtaposition is very interesting because at least the woman in the flashback seemed nice, I guess. And Spike asked her to keep singing just like that. Whereas Faye is uh, somewhat of a shrew and Spike beckons her to lean in only to tell her that she sings off cue, off cue, off key. Now, what's interesting is, uh, just then, that was the second time the Ace of Spades has come up. It first came up initially when, uh, Faye drew it. And having Spike draw it at the end. You know, I don't really know what that means or what significance it holds, but... I guess, if nothing else, it sort of bookends the plot. Truly, Cowboy Bebop is very rich in terms of things you can read into it. Like, on the surface, you know, it's like neo-noir, sci-fi kind of stuff, and that's cool on its own, but there's a lot of little stuff in it that you can really sink your teeth into. So for next episode, Spike and Jet are sort of uh, ranting to each other about integrity. It's interesting. They keep us from seeing the truth. Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, stick around for next week's episode. See you, Space Cowboy.